There's a sign that we are on the air. 906 WTPF Radio in Raleigh. 680 on the AM dial and 98.5 on the FM dial. A little bit of real-time radio. That is to say, I'm live and uh, coming to you directly from, actually, my home studio because of several things. But in any event, we're here every night, Monday through Friday, on the Tom Kearney Show from 9 until 10. And we try to do programs that entertain and edify. And down toward the week, if we uh, if we can, we I like to have at least one show every week that's dependent on on and driven by the callers. That is to say, they are they are the guests, and we've had some really good guests this week. Some of my favorites, uh, uh, Barry Porter of the Red Cross was on on Monday, uh, Ernie Dollar of the City Museum of Raleigh on Tuesday, and last night. Joe Newberry was on, and we had a really good show. And tonight I want to have a nostalgia show, and uh, what kind of made me want to wax nostalgic over the last couple of days, which is what I bring to share with you, and I want you to talk back. Your stories are supposed to end up on the shelf with mine, and it has to do with the fact that one of the things I'm nostalgic about in my life is uh, what it was underlined by two or three people who have in the last, say, week asked me uh, about the the Christmas parade and about the the Christmas season and when it began. Now, uh, I'm just reflecting on it and the way it it has changed. Uh, uh, I know when I was a kid, the the Christmas parade, well, my wife said, uh, uh, didn't we only have the Christmas parade when we were young after Thanksgiving? I said, well, actually, probably we've been having it before Thanksgiving for several years. But in any event, it's going to be this weekend, and Thanksgiving is next week. And what I guess I'm, I'm, I'm nostalgic for is a more leisurely approach to to the Christmas season. And I can remember at a time back there when I was young and paid more attention to the Santa Claus kind of stuff and so on, uh, that there was a debate going on about what Christmas was all about. Uh, there was a, a kind of a movement among religious persons uh, for putting Christ back in Christmas. Uh, and sometimes uh, uh, in, in order to get the ad in the window, they would put Merry Xmas, and that would be a part of that. You, you, you had replaced for religious people, that was a problem. And uh, it seems to me that that has disappeared now. I don't hear that much anymore. We still have churches. People still go to churches, but it seems that in the in the world uh, that that I'm in, that that, that, that the emphasis has changed. Uh, and uh, but, what do you think about that? And tell me what what this season was like when you were a kid. I always enjoyed the fall season. October has always been my favorite month. I used to be uh, involved with athletics at my high school in Goldsboro, and that meant that I stayed after school and sometimes late until, say, 6 o'clock when it was getting dark. And in those days, you could burn leaves out beside the road. And so some of the people in the neighborhood that I walked to, which was a thoroughly middle-class neighborhood, uh, walked home. I could smell the Christmas in the air. I liked that, the nip, smell the, the burning leaves. And uh, that, that's what, what I liked about October. And ultimately, it sort of faded into a part of Christmas. And the Christmas parade and my hometown of Goldsboro was 
usually the first week in December. That's when they trotted out the fire truck and drove around downtown Goldsboro. And, and all the shopping was in one area. This is before the days of shopping centers. There, there, was, a, there was a town there, and it was locatable. Uh, Raleigh was like that in those days, too. In fact, uh, Fayetteville Street was dubbed the Main Street of Eastern North Carolina, and a lot of people who couldn't in the various small rural places in Eastern North Carolina and uh, couldn't find what they wanted to, to, to buy, they would come come to Raleigh and, and go down Fayetteville Street, where there were a lot of bigger department stores, and Briggs Hardware was there. We talked about Briggs Hardware with Ernie Dollar the other night because the, his Museum is located in the in the Briggs Hardware building. That that business was founded, I think, in the 1860s or 70s. And I can remember when our studios at WPTF were downtown, walking down there to get a t- uh, key cut. I needed to get a key for my car. I'd lost one, and uh, being a hardware store, I figured they could make me a key, and indeed they could and did. And I was glad because I think that was the only business I ever did with them. But they had uh, uh, you could go from Salisbury Street to Fayetteville Street all the way through the block. Uh, the, the store ran, and there were uh, overhead places like in, air, in airplanes where things were stored, and up there was a sled, not unlike the one in Citizen Kane. All kinds of stuff that one could buy for Christmas. I guess these were left over from some time, but uh, people, and, and so... Fayetteville Street, Salisbury Street, and Wilmington Street were kind of the main street of eastern North Carolina. But but that's what I remember when 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 the, the small town part was emphasized. It's kind of like the the world in uh, It's a Wonderful Life. A little bit of that is de- de- depicted there, and you see a little bit of it in the two or three episodes of the Andy Griffith Show that deal with Christmas. So I guess I'm nostalgic. I'm one of my favorite characters in, in, in what I admit is a Hallmark movie. is It's not strictly a Christmas movie, although there is a Christmas movie in the bunch. And if you if you know what I'm talking about, uh, the uh, the uh, the guy uh, who is I'm fond of, his name is Oliver, and he is courting a lady that I would be fond of whose name is Shane. And he says to her, you know I'm old-fashioned. And she says, yes, I know that. And he is indeed old-fashioned, but uh, I guess I'm like Oliver. I'm old-fashioned. By the way, the, the the Hallmark movies phenomena is one of the things that would be a barometer for registering when the Christmas season begins, because you know they begin at a certain time in the fall to run. Essentially, it's not really 24 hours around the clock. There are a few exceptions, but pretty much you can see one of their Hallmark Christmas movies, which always have. Uh, 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 an alert here. Uh, uh, well, you probably already know it. Uh, they always have a happy ending, but uh, you're jerked around and teased a little bit in between. I think they may not all turn out, and Santa Claus may not be there. But he is in the end, and the romance blooms. But uh, uh, those movies begin began this year on October 23rd, so there's a barometer. I told our producer John Sauter and I were talking about this, and he said he thought he had heard some stuff as early as around the 1st of November in the media, interviews and so on. And I think I heard my first commercial on TV. Uh, yes, I do watch a little TV. I can't listen to WPTF all the time. 
uh, I believe, the last week of September. It's something I, I we're going to have a couple of programs like this where I I get to tell you a story or something, but that's uh, an experiment that I've always wanted to make. I admire Gene Shepard, who's now dead, but he's the man who created the stories that turn into the, a Christmas story, the one with the little boy who wants the BB gun. He used to tell stories on the radio, not unlike uh, Garrison Keillor, who created Lake Wobegon on Prairie Home Companion. And they're some of my heroes, so I want to tell you some stories about, well, about the this first Christmas Sunday that I worked at WPTF. I had to play six hours of Christmas music. And uh, uh, I made only one mistake. Somebody requested Grandma got ran over by a reindeer, and even though we didn't have a copy of it, I borrowed one from WQDR and played it. And, and several listeners called up and said, why did you do that? But uh, uh, it was popular, and we had uh, secular music and religious music. We'll, we'll talk about that one night, and you can maybe we can put it in the context of which which is your favorite song, and do you like those different kinds of music? But when you were a kid, what kind of Christmas did you have, and were you enthusiastic about it? Were you anticipatory? Were you couldn't wait till Christmas came? And we, my sister and I sort of were in that. It was one of the times of the year when we we got presents. We we were not we were not poverty stricken, but we were not a wealthy family either. Either so, it was uh, good to see Christmas come. And I liked our stockings best of all because we got things like uh, lots of nuts and candy and, and an orange. And sometimes we didn't get a lot of oranges. But tell me your story. I, we had a man who worked as a guard at WPTF one time who apparently came from a very non-wealthy family who said he had never gotten a Christmas present in his life until he was an adult. So you, if it, there's a memory somewhere, a story, a story, I, one of the stories that's my favorite is about some friends of mine who found out about a family right down the block from one of, where one of the girls lived who weren't getting any Christmas presents because their father was in the Air Force and he was far away and they didn't have any money. Uh, Goldsboro, of course, is the home of Seymour Johnson. And so one of the girls' father owned a drugstore, so they made him open the drugstore and they got the stuff they needed to make a Christmas for this family. So that that's one of the things. We may we may have that next week or the next week. So we'll have some Christmas stories. But tonight, tonight, what would you wax nostalgic for? I would wax nostalgic for walking down the street and smelling those leaves burning and going downtown and not seeing a whole brush of things that I was going to get for Christmas, but maybe locating the one thing and, and window shopping and pointing it out to my mother or my grandmother and grandfather what, what I wanted for Christmas. I, by the way, wanted a BB gun, and I never got one. Mother said it would shoot, it would shoot, I'd shoot my eye out. But most people have Christmas memories, something that they would not wax nostalgic for, a time that they would go back to maybe... Maybe a time with Ovaltine. Okay, that's what we're looking for. 919 is our area code. 860-9783 is the number. And don't be bashful. And don't leave me hanging here. You've got the stories. My job is to get you to come to the front of the church and testify. And that is to say, tell you, tell us your story, whether it's in Tarboro or uh, somewhere in Chatham County or Aberdeen or Durham or wherever, or in Raleigh. So 919-860-9783. We'll be back. 
Turning here on a Thursday night, and Tom is talking about yours truly about uh, nostalgia for Christmas is past, uh, and uh, a time when uh, maybe Christmas was a little more focused, uh, and uh, the barrage. Uh, one of my favorite mystery characters, uh, he's fictional, of course, is a man named Nero Wolf. And if you're a Nero Wolf fan, you will know what I'm talking about. But he, he rails against Christmas in one of the, one of the stories, which is a, a story about Christmas, because it's an orgy of spending, he said. And I used to work in retail a little bit during Christmas, well, during all the year, but particularly during Christmas. And, and there were people always coming in very anxious about buying a Christmas present. Uncle John, and they didn't really know what he liked, and and the material that I sold, I shouldn't say this because it's unfair to the business, but it was mostly stuff that masculine population would 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 like. But I learned a little bit about retail business at that time. But uh, and but it has changed. And in my hometown of Goldsboro, it was interesting the customs that they had. The water tower for the older part of town. Uh, is tall and it is located near the downtown. And there was only one place to shop, and it was downtown. That was it. There was there were there was no shopping center. Uh, and now the that old downtown is going through renewal and uh, trying to hold its own against the the uh, shopping centers, the, the the equivalent of which most towns of any size in North Carolina have. That's the something that sort of started in California and spread eastward. Raleigh had its first shopping center at Cameron Village, and I think it opened in 1949, and, and uh, then some of the others uh, opened in the 60s and 70s. And there's nothing wrong. Times have changed, but we're, allow, we're allowed to be nostalgic. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and indeed, I, I, I enjoyed going to the downtown and, and winter shopping. I can remember winter shopping for a television and, a Browns television in Goldsboro. I used to the guy that ran it used to leave a whole bunch of television. So go Eastern North Carolina did not get its first television station until 1953, and in fact it went on the air two days before Christmas in 1953, I believe. Channel Nine in Greenville, and it would be a couple more years before Channel Seven in Washington came on. But uh, the the guy that ran the television place was interested in in uh, selling televisions. But that water tower was was shaped, well, it could be mistaken if it was well lit for a flying saucer. It wasn't a saucer shape. It was oval shaped, but it was large, and they would decorate it with lights. It was, and that's when you knew, if you were a Goldsburyan, that Christmas was at hand. Uh, and, you know, I can remember maybe my sister calling from Germany, and I said, well, have they decorated the water tower yet? Well, yes, they have. So that meant Christmas, in fact, was on the way. And that's, that's one of the, And there was always a lot of uh, decorating downtown. And I think they still do that. They've urban renewed a little bit in downtown, but I think they've still done that. Uh, uh, but uh, it was a locus, though, that people could go to. And, and things moved a little bit slower. You listen to the local radio station, which, by the way, is one of our sister stations now, WGBR. And they had a commercial that took, they borrowed the music from a popular song. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, 
down at, and there would be a store, a local store. And I found out if you listen to radio stations all around the country, Joe, Joe Newberry and I were talking about this last night. He and I both grew up spending evenings with the radio on and listening to it and hearing faraway stations playing rock and roll music. And so that's one of the reasons that we have a good time together. Uh, and I have uh, other radio enthusiast fans. But at the radio stations all over the country, KMOX in St. Louis, had a version uh, of its beginning to look a lot like Christmas down at Robert Hall's or someplace like that. I think in Goldsboro, I think it was a furniture store. But uh, this began kind of early. And there would be Christmas music mixed in with uh, non-Christmas music. Now we have so many radio stations. There are probably three times the number of radio stations in America now, at least considering the AM and FM as there were. And so you have radio stations who play nothing but Christmas music. But I still go back to the question, uh, what, what, what is the essence of Christmas? Is it the religious element of the holiday, what did you, and, and I'm not criticizing any any of this, but what well, I'm looking for, the history of it is what I'm looking for. What was it like for you? Was it primarily a, a something uh, that, that there was a religious emphasis that put Christ back into Christmas, or was it commercialized? There's a, there's a whole history of the development of the commercial side where you had to come up with Santa Claus because Jesus was not really a very good figure to represent the commercialization. But you could have both, and did have both, and still do have both. But how was it? It seems that it was different, and things moved slower when I was young. And I am now nostalgic for for that. I'm, as my friend Oliver I mentioned to you earlier, I'm old-fashioned, and I would like to, to, to be on Center Street in Goldsboro one more time and have the fire truck come along with Santa Claus in the back of it and run the run the ladder up. Uh, there was a Porsche on the front of a building. It was actually it was the hotel. There was one in Raleigh on the front of the Sir Walter Hotel where you could conduct shows that people could eat in during the week. It was like a terrace. But Santa Claus would, would crawl up the ladder and that would be his home. And he had come to town, as the song said he would. So... Uh, that's what I am nostalgic for. What are you nostalgic for? Tell me your town. Tell me where you were. Was it rural? Did you put up thousands of lights like some people do? Was there somebody, your parents or you or somebody in the neighborhood who had a fetish for having the biggest Christmas display? Was that the kind of thing that you noticed? Uh, what is your story, in other words? And there's no pass or fail on this. This story is a story. It is what happened. It is the history. And, you, and you're entitled to think of it whatever you will. It's, uh, as they say, a free country. And you will have time to queue up. That is, get in line to tell about yours at 919-860-9783 right after the news. 933 is Tom Kearney here. Thursday night, uh, it says on our schedule, which, by the way, we post every Monday morning on the WPTF website. Just dial it up and where it says host, uh, click on that and find myself and follow the trail and you can find out what programs we plan to have. And we've, we've taken to this, this time of year and because of 
fact that so many people are kind of quarantined or locked in, I'll tell you what I want to do sometime is to have somebody to talk to, and I'm offering myself for you to talk to me, Tom Kearney, here on the radio every night between 9 and 10. And uh, to give you something to think about, I will determine uh, usually a topic that I think is good and, and generally one that I'm nostalgic for. And what I have become nostalgic for recently because people were saying, when are we, when are, when is the, the, when does the Christmas season begin? When when should you have a Christmas parade? Uh, and uh, and so I thought I would kind of do a survey and elicit your comments on this and your story of what Christmas was like in your life. It doesn't have to be when you were four years old. It could be when you were 17 or, or wherever. But tell us your Christmas story, and uh, and we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, and don't be bashful. Oh, we do not buy. 919 is the area code, 860-9783. If you have letters on your telephone, 9783 is WPTF, our very own call letter. So 860-WPTF, 860-9783. And tell us your Christmas story, like the Christmas story that uh, we see in a movie on television. Uh, uh, a person that that I have as one of my heroes who like to tell stories on the radio, a man named Gene Shepard. He was on, when I used to listen to him on WOR in New York, one of the distant stations that you could listen to down here. And he liked to tell stories about his youth and his father who, uh, well, you've seen him in, in the movie. He, he uh, orders a, a lamp or gets a lamp that's a leg lamp and he cusses when he can't change the tire and he has trouble with the furnace, and, well, that's where the stories came from. And there are many more. And so you'll, you'll want to enjoy that again this year. Something you'll want to enjoy, and this is by way of our promotion, which we usually do at this time in the program, is uh, uh, on Thursday night of Thanksgiving, uh, we, will, we will play a repeat. We don't do much of that now. We did some of it. We had to do some of it when... Yours, yours truly was out because of a broken leg, but now we, we're pretty much here all the time. But uh, back about a month ago, we had an interview with a guy who has a new book. He used to write for the News Observer. His name is David Minconi, and it's the story of North Carolina popular music, and Joe Newberry and I talked about it. Joe's quoted in the book, and I'm sure it provided a good interview and some information for David. But it's a good book. It's worth having. It's worth reading. A good explanation of beach music in it, and a lot of music about people from the the pioneer uh, banjo player who came from the, uh, the the cotton mills of North Carolina, Charlie Poole, and uh, who was the, the equivalent of a rock and roll star in his own age, down to James Taylor and people like that of our present time. Okay, there it is, and it will be on Thanksgiving night. So if you're driving back from somewhere, you you probably shouldn't be because you just should take the advice of the governor and the medical authorities and stay home. Uh, but uh, there you have a radio, and to to vary things a little bit, you can turn it on and listen to WPTF. You can have it on all the time, as a matter of fact. But we are going. Our program is going to be about North Carolina's popular music, David Menconi's book, and uh, it's worth your your buying. We're talking tonight about. Uh, things nostalgic that have to do with Christmas. 
and uh, I think I pointed out to you that uh, that very successful uh, programming ploy that the Hallmark channels have made of turning their station into continuous uh, romantic stories, and at this time of year, continuous romantic stories that have a Christmas theme. In fact, I think they sort of started with a Christmas theme. And beginning in, I think this is the third year that I have followed them, beginning in October, October 23rd, they're scheduled on two of their three channels that, that they have on the uh, the uh, spectrum. Uh, they uh, have continuous, usually they're two hours, they're pretty formulaic, uh, but they're well produced, they're they keep the Canadian film industry busy, and people get to work. And uh, they're well, well, well done, and uh, they all have that thing that we're looking for these days—a happy ending. And uh, but uh, they're, they're teasingly tell the story very well, uh, much in the formulaic mood of something like *Murder She Wrote*, which uh, you sort of know when they're going to discover that somebody's been killed, and that Jessica is going to find out who did it. Uh, but tonight we would like to have your story of what uh, Christmas was like in Greenville or or uh, some other place in North Carolina, Aberdeen or Tarboro, wherever, uh, and what, what your your story was like and what you were anticipating. Uh, and so 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Does anybody listening know what layaway is? I, I, I remember knowing that word a long time ago, but I hadn't heard it in a long time, and and doing some research and reading to, to exercise my mind concerning how uh, uh, Christmas historically, I ran across that word. I, I can remember having a Christmas season job in Goldsboro. A friend of mine, Bobby Watkins, and I had a job with, uh, it was either Montgomery Ward or Sears Roebuck. And so uh, that, that shows a little bit of nostalgia right there because, Montgomery Ward hasn't existed for a while, and, and indeed Sears Roebuck, Roebuck certainly would not with that name, hasn't existed for a while, and as Sears had, has moved closer to not being here. But that was where a lot of people bought what they bought, and, and they, the, the ceiling, the, the top floor of the stores in Goldsboro, they were next to each other, strangely enough. They were both catalog stores. And that is, they, they were brick and mortar in Goldsboro, but most of their business was probably done through catalogs which was really kind of an early form of doing something like Amazon does. You know, you look it up in the book and you order it and, and uh, it, it's delivered, but it's delivered to the to you. Uh, the message comes to you not over the TV or over the Internet, but through a catalog. In any event, I had a job uh, summoning the packages that had been laid away in the, in the attic. And I thought, well, anyway, had disappeared. But recently I heard that word used in return to a store's policy. And uh, it would be nice if somebody, this is kind of like a trivia question, but if you if you can explain what a layaway is to me, it would be nice to have you join the program. I, as I said, uh, come and talk to Tom, because he needs somebody to talk to him. Because he's, uh, he's in quarantine. He can't go out of his house. And indeed does not. It really doesn't bother me that much, but once in a while, it's good to have uh, someone to talk to, and that is one of the goods of this radio program, is to get to talk to you uh, if I can come up with the right subject. So, 
if you know what a layaway is, and if you've had one recently, I can think of my mother, who was not rich, uh, uh, she did what she had to do, may have uh, maybe put one of my jackets on layaway or something, something she was going to buy me for Christmas or something she was going to buy my grandfather or whatever. This is real life. You know, this is how it goes. Uh, so 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. We're rhapsodizing, waxing poetic about uh, a nostalgia for a Christmas from another day. Well, I, what I did is I went and looked up Christmas observances in the United States post-World War II, and particularly in the 50s and 60s, uh, before we got uh, along. That was pretty much where I was before the, 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 the circumstances of shopping changed. But uh, the nature of... Uh, uh, of the Christmas experience changed, and I would like to know how it changed for you, and, and it's caused me to think about how it changed for me. And one of the things was uh, there used to be the Santa Claus, and you used to anticipate going to see Santa Claus and sitting on his lap, and indeed radio stations, particularly in smaller towns, but even in Raleigh. I can remember in Raleigh uh, having uh, uh, Santa Claus on the radio, and, and, and like this program, expecting children to call in and tell Santa Claus what they would like for Christmas. Uh, and that was a kind of a different experience. That's why that movie, uh, The Christmas Story, of the little boy who wanted the BB gun, resonates with so many people. Is that it is in a world that television did not exist, radio existed. And you may remember that uh, little Ralphie listened to uh, a radio program, and he ordered, uh, he ordered a special uh, device, a gift that would help him translate secret messages that would send out. And I did that myself. Mine came from from Ralston Purina. Uh, we ate a lot of checks, the cereal, to get the, whatever I got. But I always will run into trivia if you let me. What was the radio program that Ralphie listened to? And what was the product uh, that uh, it, it, it advertised advertised on that radio show. I bet that the gauntlet has been thrown down because it's simple, but I don't think anybody will get it. 919-860-WPTF. Tom Kearney, we're going to take a break. You can queue up if you want to talk to Tom, and we'll be back right after this. You need to have check over your automobile, and those are the people at King's Auto, and and I have no trouble doing this, what we would call a commercial, because that is where I take uh, most of our cars, and, and have for about approximately 20 years now. You you look around when you come to a place, and you try to find the, the best, and, and uh, Dean Bailey, who is the proprietor of King's Auto, has been one of our mechanics, and, uh, uh, and so uh, I went to, to King's Auto, and uh, they uh, have kept my cars running. In fact, about a month ago, a car that I bought in 2005 had its first major thing go wrong with it. Other than that, it's just driven fine for 15 years, and it's, it's kind of hard to beat that. And uh, one of the things that, uh, that they're trying to get you to recognize now is that when you buy a car, 
uh, cars are different because uh, with the way you drive them, the kind of oil that you use in them, whether you use synthetic or classic oil, uh, and to decide whether what kind of schedule you're going to use. Uh, sometimes, historically, people will go every three months or every 5,000 miles or every 3,500 miles and so on. And uh, what uh, they are urging you to do is to let them assess the situation and decide how often you may need to come. And I do that, and I don't go four times a year like I used to because we're using synthetic oil and just don't drive as many miles as I used to, so I really go a couple of times a year, and it, it works out fine. And they are located at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh, and uh, they are a full-service full garage, and... and, uh, and including uh, with that is that they have a North Carolina inspection station. And I've been thinking about that because it's about time, according to the schedule, I bought one of my cars in October, and usually your inspection is scheduled uh, historically, sort of about that same time every year. So I need to take it and let them check it over, see everything's all right, and give it the North Carolina inspection so that that will be, will be done and I can get my new license plate. King's Auto, 1039 Northwest Street. I can recommend it to you without reservation. John, who are we going to talk to now? Jim from Cary. Jim from Cary. Jim from Cary. I think uh, John indicated that you might want to tell me what a layaway was. Yes. Well, Tom, it's a pleasure speaking with you and everybody listening this evening. Uh, the 1930s was sort of when I would say layaway started during the Great Depression. Back then, you know, people were trying to budget, and they had to buy Christmas presents and buy all the gifts, and they just didn't have the money to do it. So stores got very popular with layaways, and what you would do is you would you would make a purchase, but you would make payments monthly on your goods, and they would store it away, put it in the back room, had your name on it, and as long as you made your layaway payments, you didn't lose the merchandise. And then towards uh, the end of the season, usually a lot of this was done uh, around, uh, for the holiday season, but um, then then you would come get your layaway out. Now, if you didn't make your layaway payments, your merchandise went back on the shelf, and I believe they would give you money back, but uh, but you lost out on the merchandise. That was the question uh, I was going to ask you after. Yeah, that sounds like a good explanation of, uh, of what, what went on, and... Uh, you know, if I may interject here, one of the things that is different now, uh, you sound like you may have been, been engaged in, in the, this business. Is that where your knowledge comes from? Well, I, I did work for Walmart for quite a few years, and we were very, very popular with layaways there. Actually, Walmart did away with their layaway in 2006, but they brought it back in, 2000, in 2011. Okay, and I'm, I can believe it would be dictated by economic circumstances, if yeah, nothing else. Absolutely, you're correct. And one of the things that's changed since the, the time of the 30s, or, or when I was young, in the, if I graduated from high school in 1961, so that'll give you an idea of what I was talking about, mm-hmm. um, is that most stores do not have any storage room now. There was an that's episode true. of uh, the show uh, that Candace Bergen was on, what it was, Murphy Brown? And she mm-hmm. went in the store and wanted to buy some baby food when she had a baby, and they didn't have it. She said, well, look in the back room. And they didn't have a back room. People, most of the stuff, in, in, if you've got foot, and I guess Walmart is probably as good at this as anybody, if you've got space, 
you occupy it with merchandise that people can buy right there. You know, it's not That's in the true. back room. Are you That's with me? Exactly right. Uh, we don't have any storage, uh, uh, and uh, people things can be delivered kind of quickly now. So if you have to order something, I used to work for a wholesale firm in Goldsboro, and I had to go to deliver stuff to the BX at Seymour Johnson almost every day because they did not have any storage space. It was on the floor, and people bought it, and they there were none. There weren't any in the back room, and uh, but but. Space has to be made for layaways because you've got That's to true. put them there so they'll be when the people. I'm sure my mother laid away some of my Christmas presents because we we were not were not rich or poor. We were not poverty stricken, but sometimes you know you don't have quite as much money as you'd like to have. And, uh, That's true. And, uh, and and there's a lot of pressure around the Christmas season, and uh, uh, and with the current economic situation, so many people who don't have their jobs for because of the of the virus and everything, we're, we're, we're just going to have to pray our way, I guess, through through the, the season. But thank you, Jim, for calling yes, you. It's, it's been what, a pleasure, and it's always great to hear you every night. Well, thank you, and you sounded so authoritative that I believed you, and that's a good thing. <laughs> and, and I should, because I'm not implying that you weren't telling the truth, but you you, you sold me on the explanation. With, with no well, that, that, that's... As Paul Harvey said, that's the rest of the story. Okay, <laughs> you are the rest of the story tonight, and hey. thanks. Tune in whenever Take, take you care, can. Tom. It's good to talk to you. Thanks, Jim. Okay, Jim is in Cary. I was in Cary. My vet's in Cary, and I went out and got some barbecue out there recently. So I'd like to get around the neighborhood here. John, do we have another caller? Uh, she hung up. Okay. I've got to figure out what I did with my clock here before I, I run over my time too far. Uh, so uh, there are no callers. Now, I'm sorry the lady hung up because... Uh, it would be nice to have gotten one other person involved in this. But you did say that, that one lady called, and it was what you know what you and I used to call a drive-by call. You know, it's somebody who doesn't stop, but they, they yell what they want to. You follow me, John? And that's the lady who said that, that, that people weren't responding to my entreaties to call because it was too soon. Well, indeed, that's the very question that we're discussing tonight. Is it too soon? Uh the Hallmark movies have been coming for a month. The jingles have been coming for a month. The Christmas parade, uh, which isn't the beginning of the shopping season, but in the middle is this Saturday. And Thanksgiving is not until next week. So the very question the lady posed is, is indeed the question is when is, and, and I, the answer is whatever it is. I don't, I don't, I'm not the king and I don't prescribe an answer. All I'm saying is that in my world of nostalgia, I uh, enjoyed the, the easygoing times of my youth. And sometimes I like the, the fact that things move and begin earlier and, and, and the world is constructed differently. But sometimes I am nostalgic for the way it was when we had layaways and that kind of thing. So, so there we go. And that's really going to be our program for tonight. Tomorrow night we're going to have Friday Night Trivia. And I think it's going to be about movies and television programs that had to do with Thanksgiving. And one of my favorite movies, funniest movie, John Candy's in it, is a Thanksgiving. There are not a lot of Thanksgiving movies. There are a lot of Christmas movies. So tune in tomorrow night. Monday night we're going to talk about Medicare Part D again with Mike James. So you might want to tune in for that too. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow night following the news.